Um, a family action adventure comedy full of colorful characters uh, and betrayal and family and creatures. This week, we're talking about... <laughs> Honestly, that's kind of funny. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's the take I want to use. Yeah. This week, we're talking about Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. How Star Wars is it? Hi! <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi everybody. Welcome to How Star Wars Is It. Welcome to How Star Wars Is It. This that, is uh, the <laughs> peek behind the curtain. We always begin with that little cold open where we say a lot of the same things every week. And yeah. the take that you heard was me thinking out loud as opposed to <laughs> presenting a final polished finished product. But alas, here we are. Final and polished it was. <laughs> there we were. And Welcome that to is just the show. We got. Welcome to the show. This is how Star Wars is it. It's the own well, sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. It's one of two podcasts. That's right. This There's one this and one, our Patreon. And our Patreon. And that's the only podcast in the world, and you are lucky enough to be listening to them. So congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> and what do we do on this show? Congratulations. Well, congratulations. What are we doing on this show? Well, we rate things on a scale of 1 to 10, not of how good or bad they are, but of how Star Wars they are. <clears throat> That's right. So take all things Star Wars, the movies, of course, but the books, the comics, the video games, the television shows, the animated shows, the um action figures, whatever else. You mm -hmm, take all that, mm -hmm. you boil it down into a chili. That to gooey gray Star Wars sludge is a perfect 10 out of 10, and we're rating things against that 10 out of 10. Yes, correct. And this week, we've got a family adventure comedy with a bunch of colorful characters and situations uh, with music and magic and... It's a movie. Like we're we're we've got a real contender on our hands this week. Yeah. Yeah, we do. This one is very uh I'm not going to say it's very Star Wars right out the gate, but it is it has it shares a lot of the hallmarks, yeah. shall we say. It's certainly more Star Wars than like the Carly Rae Jepsen album that we talked about. <laughs> yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. And the, let me just tell you, it's wild that this thing exists. Totally. I just want to say that um, it's truly crazy that this this movie exists because Dungeons and Dragons is for nerds. Tro totally. To the okay, okay, okay. Here's okay, how okay, I okay, know okay. that I haven't ever really played it, and I know you have played it a lot. And I am not a nerd, and you are a nerd. <laughs> yeah, I'm nerdier than Mike. That's not. I mean. That's not true. Yeah. Um, Just we pick are both a different, yeah, different, different uh, realms. Yeah. If we uh, wanted to talk about Star Wars, Mike is the nerdier one yeah, here. Yeah. If, if, we're about, if we're talking about, but, 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 D&D, Dungeons and Dragons, is experiencing a moment. Sure. And it has been for, I want to say, mm, 
I'll say five years. Yeah. It's been having a really big moment. Right. Since the release of fifth edition, since the uh, hallmark of Critical Role. Yeah, I was going to say all these podcasts. Since, since the Adventure Zone. Uh, the, uh, Stranger and, Things. Stranger Things. Tr- uh, very true. Very true. It's, it's been experiencing a renaissance because there was a time when, when Dungeons and Dragons was very popular um, and it was like bad. It was evil. Sure. There was a satanic panic and Dungeons and Dragons was the focus of, of that um, or was one of the focuses of that amongst yeah. other things. Uh, which, which Stranger Things actually sort of pays lip service to in like season four, I want to say. Whatever the most recent season was. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that you have not seen, I believe, right. if I remember correctly. But, yeah, so it's, it's weird that this movie exists because if you told me, even if you told me five years ago that in five years from now there would be a pretty successful and, like, critically acclaimed mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons movie, right? I would be like, that's... You're talking crazy. Now, there was a movie not long ago, right? Like in the 2000s? Yes. So there was a uh, much maligned movie from 2000 that was just called Dungeons and Dragons. And my, I don't know anything about it, but here's my guess. It took itself really seriously. Uh, as far as I know, yes. But also Marlon Wayans was in it. Oh. So I don't know. But it's not, supposedly it's not very good uh-huh. um but i've never seen it and i kind of want to see it yeah sure because i just want to because as an artifact of like D D, I just want to know right like what it what it was like um but it i just just doing some very cursory googling uh there was a trilogy basically that were all set in the same universe um a made for the original trilogy consisted of a theatrical film, the one from 2000 with Marlon Wayans, a made-for-TV second movie, and a direct-to-video third movie. So Yikes. the second and third one were made in 2005 and 2012. Uh, so not nearly as successful as the first one, and the first one was also not very successful. So with that's what that's the other reason why it's crazy that this movie got got made, right? Because it has, like, 20 years ago, a real they box tried office it. bomb. They tried it and failed. Yeah. But it was definitely the wrong time. And hey, you know what? Uh, a movie that probably shouldn't exist, but it's actually a big success. Do you know what that makes me think of? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. Star Wars. It's so true. Now, to, to, let's, let's talk about the actual movie and not about the, like, sort of idea of the movie, yeah. I guess. Oh, wait a second. I'm just getting notice that we actually have to change our podcast. Oh, okay. It's now called How the Recent Jumanji Movies Is It? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this sure. movie may as well have been, like, a third Jumanji movie. Honestly, if you if you just put a little, like like framing set piece at the beginning and end of people getting sucked into the board game or sucked into the video game, playing these characters, totally reading it it as a Jumanji movie. And, and I think that's to its credit. I'm I'm not saying that it's like, cause I think those new Jumanji movies are good. 
Um, but I think yeah. the fact well, that well, the second like, one kind of sucked, but the first one was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of liked the second one. Um, the, yeah, it was kind of good, but kind of bad. It does the like Quicksilver and the newer X Men movies thing of just like repeating everything that we all loved, and it's like, well. We liked that Quicksilver scene because it was like something we had never seen before. <laughs> yeah, 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 um, yeah, exactly. Anyway, it the, the like, you know, fantasy environs set and setting are honored among thieves, but mm-hmm. like people kind of talk like we talk. Yeah. And it's like great. I get what this movie is. <laughs> yeah, totally. They're not like, um, it, like they don't talk like old timey people, right? But like, they're also not... not doing like Marvel-y sarcasm. No, it's like what did you tell me? You told me that it's like the the blank check reviewer guy. Oh yeah, he was he like... said something like the return of the sincere blockbuster. Yes, which I I think is a great way to describe. Yeah, this. and it's not sincere in a like. Um, sappy or saccharine way no but like the emotional relationships between characters and the emotional backstories of any one given character like are real (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. there is a weight to it yeah that is that is there and present and is like appreciated yeah, and, and yeah. doesn't doesn't get undercut by like sarcastic quips right which isn't to say that there aren't quips because no, there definitely sure. are yeah. there's comedy in this movie there's like there's jokes in this movie something you said when we were talking about it a week or two ago when the that commercial just showed that whole hilarious scene in yeah. the cemetery or I suppose it's just graves. <laughs> um, yeah. Of you can ask this guy five questions, then he goes back to being dead. And that you said this feels like a group of people yes. playing D and D, and like the whole movie felt that way. Like yeah. the whole movie felt like a bunch of people having fun with each other. <laughs> yes. Yes. Totally. I, I a couple of my friends who played D and D watched it, and we were all talking about it. And we and I went to see it with a friend who I who I've played D and D with for many years now. And um, we all said the same thing. We were like, this feels like a campaign. Yeah. It feels like a group of knuckleheads that are like somehow formed a party. Right. And are failing upwards. Yeah. And trying to like, like making plans and the plan sort of works, but sort of doesn't work. And everyone has a thing. Everyone has a thing. And um, each, apparently also like the directors said that like each character represents like a certain type of player and so like uh you've got like the really serious like sad backstory of like of well they all have various serious sad backstories but then you have like the um i'm thinking of like olga specifically michelle rodriguez's character who like is exiled from her clan and mm-hmm. like has an a, a lost love and who is um, tiny bradley cooper <laughs> tiny bradley cooper <laughs> <laughs> Which apparently was filmed after they showed Bradley Cooper a cut of the movie. Uh-huh. And then he was like, this looks good. I'll be in it. And then they filmed him entirely on green screen and just cut him into that part that was already filmed with another actor. What? So he was Yeah. So he was not filming with Michelle Rodriguez at all. She was filming with someone entirely different. That's insane. Yeah. So all of that was just added in post. This looks great. I'll be in it. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
uh, you what? <laughs> yeah, and I was I was even reading this thing that was like saying that that even felt like having that cameo even felt like D&D in a way, like having a weird side character that's very important come into the show, come into the campaign for a second uh-huh. and just be like, I am here for 10 seconds and then I'm going to be gone yeah. is like very D&D. Um, and like even, uh, so, so how do you say his name again? Reggae Jean? Reggae Jean Page. Reggae Jean Page. His character, because he, he he's it's kind of misleading in the trailers. It's you're sort of led to believe that he's like a he's member like of the in party, the movie, yeah. And he's really only in it for like twenty minutes. I think so. I think this movie is about twenty minutes too long, and I sure. liked his sequences. But if you were to entirely excise him from the movie, you get you throw in like one line of dialogue or something, and the movie is unaffected entirely. Yeah. Like well the, like he 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 essentially takes them on a fetch quest. Yes. Right? Which also feels very campaigny, sure, very sure. D&D-y because you have like an NPC. He's basically an NPC, right? Right. Like he's this like incredibly competent NPC which they the also have in the Jumanji movies. Yes, they do. Like an incredibly competent NPC who comes in to like help the party get to a certain place and get the item they need to complete the quest, right? right. And so like you have these different characters and like Chris Pine's character is the player that's like not he's technically a bard, but he's he's mostly interested in the role play of being a bard and not really interested in the spells or combat <laughs> or anything like that. Because he doesn't do that. Like, uh-huh. He doesn't do spells or fight. He literally is just a talker, uh-huh. right? He's really only interested in the role play. And then you have like the uh, Justice Smith character, the war, the uh, sorcerer, yeah. who's Bad. magic guy, and he has like so many magic items. He's like a collector of everything, uh-huh. and um, is like sort of has a fatal flaw that is like fun to play. Um, yeah, they've all just got like really fun little bits i mean i think like the the weakest characters character is probably the druid but but she gets to do a lot of cool stuff right. so it kind of like, doesn't matter be a deer. <laughs> yeah like her characterization is like the f- maybe the most flat yeah, but it's yeah. also like she gets to do a lot of cool things well, and so even, it kind even of... that joke was like super organic feeling like so wait you did become a deer you did turn into a deer yeah super funny so funny Th- this movie yeah. was very funny very funny. and it felt like improv funny yes uh which like, is what D is yeah like that deer that deer thing it felt like first draft like i wrote yeah. this idea i wrote this funny joke idea and i'm gonna keep it i think it's funny yeah i think it's funny <laughs> First thought, best thought. Speaking of draft, do you know who made this movie? And now I need to look up his name. But um, it's the the kid from Freaks and Geeks. No way. The you know the main little boy. (laughs) I'm going to it now. Sorry, sorry, folks who are yelling at your podcast. It's this Um, John Francis Daly. Oh wow! Was a co-director and co-writer. Along with Jonathan Incredible. Goldstein, and and when we saw that in the credits, Caitlin was like, "That's the Freaks and Geeks kid." I was like, "Oh my god, I understand why I saw a video going around the internet for a while now." It was um, Sam Levine and Martin Starr and John Francis Daly like playing D and D as like a promo for the movie, 
And I was like, weird that they got them all back together like it's some kind of Doritos commercial or something. And then I realized, like, oh, he got them together to promote his movie. Right. He's like, guys, come on over. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know that was him. He looks like this exact same. Totally. But uh, I haven't watched. You know, it's funny as I haven't watched all of Freaks and Geeks. I've started it. I've started it like twice. And never finished. And there's it, only like a I, handful of episodes. I know it's not very long at all, but I, I and I liked what I saw. I don't know why I never finished it, but I never did. But yeah, the uh, that's really that's really cool. I love that he directed that, and good direction too. Good yeah, writing, yeah. good direction. Just like top to bottom, it's so weird that this movie did well and is like critically re- like reviewed well as well. You know what I mean? It, it just um, it's just like fun. It's just fun. And it tells you right off the bat, like, this is fun. You don't need to take it too seriously. Whereas, yeah. like, if it hadn't told you that almost explicitly from the jump, people might have left going, like, that was just silly. But, like, we yeah. left going, that was just silly. <laughs> yeah, that was just silly and fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There is, you know, what? I can't such a quite... tightrope act. It really is. I can't quite put my finger on why it works where, like, maybe some Marvel movies don't work. You know what I mean? And I think that maybe it is that tightrope act of being, of not taking itself too seriously, but also being genuine. Yeah. You know? Which, which like, Marvel is almost kind of like Star Wars now in that it has so many dickhead fans who are like this is real to me <laughs> that yeah, like yeah, they yeah. almost can't do some things yeah like, totally like silliness like in fact i didn't even see love and thunder but i heard like people kind of didn't like thor 4 because it was maybe too silly yeah i liked it okay because i kind of didn't have many expectations for it and i went into it knowing that it was going to be very like i literally read something beforehand that like Taika Waititi and Chris Hemsworth were like, what would a seven-year-old think is cool? And let's do that for every choice. Yikes. And so, <laughs> and so I went into it knowing that that was the sensibility with which the movie was made. Yeah. And because of that, I was like, oh, that was fun. But it, it is very silly and maybe too silly uh-huh. sometimes. And uh, there is... And once again, I can't quite put my finger on it, but there is just like something different about this movie about the dungeons and dragons movie that sets it apart and makes it work yeah and maybe it's just the fact that like it was a good script a good director good actors a good ensemble Mm -hmm. and everyone everyone was giving like 110 percent and just made something good yeah maybe that's all it is as opposed to like thor 4 where a thing where you're kind of getting diminishing returns from like taika watiti's sensibilities right and just marvel and just Marvel fatigue in general. So, also, here's an intangible thing that contributed to this movie. It's got the best Chris. Best Chris of all time. Like, I love Chris Evans. Chris Pine is the best Chris. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's not even close yeah. at this point. Chris, well, it's, maybe it's close. Chris Evans is definitely, like, second place. I, I, anything he's in, I will watch. Like, but, yeah. like... People talked, you know, when Chris Pratt kind of became a movie star, people were like, oh my God, it's the next Harrison Ford. I think they were off by just a few letters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chris Pine is is that. The effortless, yes. charming, funny, but also serious, depending on the need of the role. 
leading man action star who fails upward but looks confident while he does it you know yeah totally my dad sent me the most like dad text where like he was like chris pine going gray and i was like yes <laughs> just going like, gray. that was like that was like the whole text he was just like going gray looking premature and i was like i mean he's in his 40s uh, yeah like uh, easily he can go, he can he's go like gray if he wants. dads yeah he could go gray if he wants but it was such a weird like classic dad text was just like going gray and i'm like yeah and okay. was it out there, of the something blue? else uh, absolutely out of the blue <laughs> we weren't talking just about chris pine random we text talking, oh like from dad. i think i think he saw something about the D D movie or like an interview or a commercial uh -huh. and then like looked up chris pine and saw that he's going gray and then was like hey he's going gray so but it made me laugh so much. I was like, I <laughs> guess, Dad, like, why is this apropos to what's happening right now? <laughs> Classic Dad stuff. Uh, it's a great flick. I would say everyone go see it if you haven't seen it yet. Um, it's really good. So something that we were just talking about, how, how Marvel is kind of like Star Wars, something that is counting against this movie being Star Wars for me is that it can not take itself super seriously and get away with it. Yeah. Star Wars totally. can't. Yeah, Star Wars. People has get to take mad itself. when Star Wars is too funny. P yes, I'm. I'm reminded of, and, and and I myself was guilty of this. I haven't been watching The Mandalorian, but I did see the recent episode where Lizzo and Jack Black were in it, and I, I had this weird like that Doritos commercial of an episode. Yes, <laughs> I had I had this weird like knee jerk response, like this reflexive response where I was like, "That's not right. That's not Star Wars. Yeah, that's not Star Wars. I know." And, and I don't know why. I mean, I know I why. I mean, it's I did like, too. And and that's not fair because I always am like, let people do whatever they want. It's Star Wars. It can it it has so much it room be, to. I know the world it's, was it's, wide enough for both Hamilton and me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so like against the sensibility of of our show and like what we talk mm -hmm. about. To, to, to go out on a limb and say, like, that was bad. Yeah. Lizzo and Jack Black shouldn't be in Star Wars. But there was this weird feeling of, like, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. And and it's because Star Wars takes itself too seriously. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, so I'm saying it's not our fault that it doesn't feel right. It is the world of Star Wars' fault. It was like holiday special. Yes, exactly. Like, even, honestly, Christopher Lloyd yeah. was like, what are we doing <laughs> yeah, what are we doing here, guys? You know, I, I, I thought I thought it was weird. I thought that episode was weird. I also think that Lizzo is bad at acting. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing is she's not an actor, so I don't know why she was in in it. Like, uh, <laughs> we were talking about it afterwards. Caitlin obviously couldn't care less about Star Wars, but I was telling her about it because she saw that like they were both in it. And I was like, remember how when they announced the casting for um, The Little Mermaid and that Melissa McCarthy was announced as Ursula and everyone was like, no, it should have been a drag queen or it should have been Lizzo. We didn't know this then, but we were wrong that it should have been Lizzo. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely should not have been Lizzo she in retrospect. She was just like so <laughs> wooden. Yeah. Not everyone, I, I, not everyone who is good at one thing is good at another thing, <laughs> you know? Right. 
great musician, great songwriter, yeah. great singer, yeah. does not mean she'll be good at acting. Right. Eh, those two things are not necessarily related. And I think she's like charming. And I think when she was like on oh, SNL, sure. she was cute. But like, that's not like the same as like acting. <laughs> no, it's not the same as acting. All that to say, Star Wars takes itself too seriously. Yes. And, and this movie this, didn't. This movie does not take itself too seriously. But this movie is genuine enough that it like elicits real laughs right. and real a real good time. Right. Yeah. As it opposed was to really fun. Star Wars has to like th- like the needle that like this movie thread is very impressive of being like fun, not taking itself too seriously, but also being like genuine and everything. But then the needle that Star Wars has to thread is something entirely different where it has to like take itself very seriously, but somehow still be fun. Yeah. And it's like that's hard to do. Which and is that's when why you get they fly now. Yes, like, I was just going to say Rise of Skywalker is the perfect example of a movie that took itself way too seriously, but was trying to be fun the whole time and yes. ends up being just a mess because you're like, I don't know what I just watched. Yeah. None of that was fun. It was just like a chore. I, I know I've said this before, but I have watched Jenny Nicholson's review of that yes. movie more than I've watched the movie itself. And like, you just made me think of another thing she said. I can't remember exactly the tune of it, but it was like. At a certain point, they were on, like, yet another step along this, like, quest, and I looked at my watch and was like, you guys gotta hurry up, there's not much movie left. <laughs> yes, yes, totally. And this movie I... doesn't have that, this this movie, the fetching doesn't feel super forced, it feels like, you know, it's certainly like, yeah. one goober leads to the next goober, but, like, again, in a game way. Yeah, it doesn't feel. I think every time, like the the re, like, so much of this movie, I could level criticism against in the same way that I leveled criticism against Rise of Skywalker. Yes, you know, because it feels like a video game, or it feels like, but a, it like buys itself a vowel by being yeah. like fun, <laughs> and it buys itself a vowel by like. It's based on a game. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anytime it feels like a game, instead of being a, a bug, that's a feature. Right, right? yes. It's like it, when it feels like a game, you go, oh, this is like a game. Yes. This is like the game that I play yes, with my friends. Yes, totally. Whereas like, like a lot a- of episodes of The Mandalorian, people's like main criticism they'll level at it is like, it feels like a video game. Yeah. And it's not. No, it's like, not. It's, it's not. It, they they have this huge sandbox to play in to write an original story, and they're like, let's make them have to go from one thing to the next. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Well, and like they're like a, a specific example of a time that feels very much like a D and D game. Like yeah. they go, they go to they're on like the fetch quest with the paladin Reggae Jean Page, mm-hmm. and he's explaining a very complicated way to cross this bridge. Yes, and he's like, here's the safe way to cross this bridge. Right. And then the sort of hapless um, sorcerer accidentally puts his foot on the wrong part of the bridge. The entire bridge collapses. They're unable to cross. Yeah. So then they're stuck, right? And so there's this thing where it's like, well, how are they going to get across? And you're sitting there as the audience. You're like, well, that was funny. That was funny that he made the bridge fall down. Right. But then like, but then you kind of think for a second, like, well, then how are they going to get across? Yeah. And it's like literally the sorcerer goes like oh wait what's this stick you got from your ex 
husband? Yeah. Oh, this is actually a magic stick that is a portal gun that can shoot a portal here and there and then right. we'll go across through the portals. Right. And I was like, this is what I would do if I was a DM, right? Like, if if they got themselves stuck... And they couldn't get to the thing that you need them to get to. <laughs> right? There's no way for them to get across. I would literally do something like that as a dungeon master where I would say... Like, everybody turn out your pockets. <laughs> turn out your pockets. What do you have? Oh, this stick you have is actually a hither-thither stick, so you can use it to get across. Right. There you go. Like, it would just... It felt like that to me. I was like, this is just a, a DM creating a creative solution in totally. the moment because they got stuck. Yeah. And so that's like an example of, of ways in which this movie feels like a game, but it's okay. It's good that it yeah, feels like a right, game. Yeah, right, right. Because it is a game. Yeah. And yes, right. Like in, um, I, I think it was, it was either when they were making Toy Story or just a general Pixar story-ism that I've heard. It's something like, um, and I think we've talked about it on the show before, but like a character's day can get worse by bad luck, but it can't get better by good luck. Yeah. Like as yeah, a good yeah, yeah. way to like make good the character have rules. agency in, in the way the story goes. But to your point, this movie is emulating the feeling of a group of people manipulating a story in a basement with beers. <laughs> yes. And so like the God fate luck component is baked into the storytelling. Yeah. And there are absolutely times when someone rolls a 20. Right. And you can t- you can tell that they that they tried something random and rolled a 20. And there are times when they try something random and they don't roll well. Right. And like you can totally feel that like, like the painting with the portal gun hole like getting put on its front face. Yes, like, exactly. Why would they like that's put it this way. <laughs> yes, like, that's that totally someone feels like a one roll. Yeah, someone rolled a one. It was like, all right, roll a luck check and see if like this, this painting is in the right direction. Yeah, and they yeah. rolled a one. And so it's like, ah, damn it. Yeah. And then the druid rolls like a uh, 15 to turn into a worm to get through. And right. then, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like they're, they're, you can feel the rolls sometimes, and, and which is cool. Totally. Like, that, it makes it feel like, like authentic the thing to it the... says it is. Yeah. In the yeah, title. Yeah. I don't know. I loved this movie a lot. I honestly haven't been able to stop thinking about it since I saw it. Yeah. It was very funny. When, when he walks reasons. away from them and he's like, wow, such a straight line that guy's walking in. Yes. Oh, here comes a rock. Is he going to go around? Nope. Nope. <laughs> that was um, that was improvised day of. Was it? Filming. Yeah, that wasn't in the script. They had him walking away and they were like, let's see what he does about that rock. And then he just went over it. And so then they had them like do some, uh, probably ADR with the dialogue. Yeah, of, like, yeah. Oh, he's just going to walk right over That's it. That's really funny. Yeah, I, I did think, and again, this is like such a like minor qualm because I had fun the whole time, so who cares? But I did think the movie was like one sequence too long. Sure. Like I, I could see that. That that's also just like part and parcel for like basically every blockbuster. Yeah, right. I I I don't think the movie Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves needs to be two hours and fourteen minutes. You know what I mean? No, like, probably not, yeah. It was a great movie. No. You know what was a solid 90 minutes? Super Mario Bros. Movie. Oh, was it? Yeah. Now, that was just a solid 90, all right? Let me tell you. Great. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, the fat dragon? Very cute and so funny. So funny. And the, like, like, projection of Chris Pine that, like, melted. Yes, melted, and he became a, like, <laughs> hor- horrific visage. Oh, it was so funny. Really fun. Which is also kind of Star Wars. Luke does that. That's true. 
They've got like magic and swords and they can control stuff and there's a witch that looks basically just like the Night Sisters of Dathomir. Yes, that's true. Red true. big hood, white face with black sunken eyes, like looks yeah. just like them. Very true. Uh, uh well, sh- we, should we go to the break because we're going a little long in this first section, yeah, but we I we, do, we, we should. We've done some Star Wars points. Uh it's pretty Star Wars. It's a family-friendly adventure, you yeah. know. And and they almost get away with the treasure, and then they realize it would be better to save the world from the bad guy than it would be to get the treasure, which is very yeah. Han Solo, which is Harrison Ford, and Chris Pine is the new Harrison Ford. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Although I although I think Chris Pine likes being in movies. Yeah, it, he's, whereas... he's like the new Harrison Ford is not like something to aspire to. I don't know why I'm like no. saying it like a compliment because he's kind no. of like a douchebag. <laughs> I know what you mean though. It's just funny because Harrison Ford is such a curmudgeon yeah. and like doesn't watch the movies that he's in and right. doesn't care about Star Wars. And, and every like... character he's ever played is kind of a like no means yes kind of creep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. There's the big cube uh, of goo, which I know is something. A gelatinous cube. Yeah, yeah, those are fun. I can't think of anything else that was just like worth saying on its own. I didn't really take notes or anything. Yeah, you're watching a movie. Hither thither was great. Super fun. Plan A and Plan B, and then Plan C being Plan A, and then Plan D being Plan B. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really did just feel like people were like. Like they brought a camera and costumes to a studio and we're like, just just like have fun. <laughs> just have fun up there. Have fun with it. But yeah, um, let's go to the break. Let's go to the break. Let's do it. Ready? Here we go. Way Due to our mutual fear of making concrete decisions, Kevin and Thomas have a new comedy podcast that is 100% segments top to bottom. Every week, we spin a wheel of random podcast segments, complete absurd challenges, and get into petty squabbles. We bring on our favorite comedians and guests and even let you, the audience, decide what happens next to ensure we have as little control as possible. Check out Oops All Segments wherever you get your podcasts. Do it. Well, we're back! I need a character, right? You do, yeah. So, welcome back to the show, everybody. Regular listeners will know, as as I already mentioned earlier, that uh, Josiah is an RPG guy. He plays them. He knows how to how they work. He DMs them a lot of times. Writes wonderful scenarios, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I don't, haven't, can't. <laughs> whatever negative verb phrase you want to use there i've i've like sat in on one D game before to like fill in for someone who was absent one time and i've played board games but not a lot of rpgs other than the ones that josiah tailors to me for this our podcast so all of that said um this week in honor of dungeons and dragons as our topic i am gonna dm <laughs> Yes. And and I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah, Mike doesn't know how. So I don't know how any of this works. I always, whenever Josiah leads me through something, he has to basically tell me everything that happens based on dice rolls and everything like that. But, um... With, like, what with, level should my character be? Um, what 
are the levels. Wait, no, I'm not even gonna. <laughs> don't, don't even answer it because I'm gonna do this blind. Uh, okay. Eight. Okay, great. I'm gonna pull out my level ten character that I have over here. Great. Um, He's really good at punching stuff. And while you're getting set up there, I'm gonna introduce you to the sort of scenario before we hear about your character. You'll you'll find out why in a second. Okay. Water. I'm ready. Is all around you. Ooh. Every direction. It's pouring rain. You are floating. Okay. And you're in and out of consciousness. Your vision is foggy. Your memory is scattered. Any skills, abilities, and attributes you once had, you have no memory of. <laughs> your body is pierced with multiple arrows, and you lose no. consciousness. No. You awake <gasps> on a table in a curved wooden room. The room seems to tilt back and forth. A hobbit cleric? <laughs> stands above you speaking to other hobbits in a language you don't recognize at least not at first as your wits return to you you recognize the language and realize you speak many languages Okay. the hobbit is in the middle of removing the final arrow from you not knowing what's going on you snap to your feet and you grab the hobbit <sighs> that's where we begin okay great I've got the hobbit in my hands, and I say, Who are you? The, the hobbit answers, I am Jacques. <laughs> hey, Jacques, are you fixing me, or are you, are you, are you evil? I, I, I'm only fixing you. We found you floating out at sea. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. I put him down. We were uh, out I, fishing, me and my, my mates. I am the captain of this ship. Oh, am I on a ship right now? It's a small ship. I'm a big man, so this feels weird. <laughs> Hi, my name is Boris. <laughs> oh, wait, I don't remember my name. I forgot. <laughs> but you Hi, will in just is... a moment. Hold on, wait. I say, my name is... I don't remember. <laughs> Great, yeah. And I, sh and I, go so, to, I go to shake. I go to shake his hand. Uh, pleased to meet you. Pleased to meet you, Jacques. I, I, um, I'm sorry to have woken you and startled you, but I pulled out this arrow from you, and uh, well, if you read the shaft of the arrow, you there's all this information on it. I think it comes in the form of like a character sheet. <laughs> Oh, what's this? Let me let me check. I look at the I look at the arrow. What's on there? It has your name. Okay. My and name is Boris. My name is Boris F. Cuffs. Okay. It has Short. um all the other things that a character would have. <laughs> so it looks kind of like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you okay. you actually you see your name and then you 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 can kind of peel back part of the shaft and all of a sudden it unfurls as if it were a contact list taped inside of a flip phone. Yes. <laughs> I know that. Um, so what okay, is great. the rest oh, of the information? So my name is Boris F. Cuffs. Ah, it's coming uh, back to you now. I'm a, f I'm a level 5 fighter, a level 3 barbarian, a level 2 paladin. <laughs> this is funny that I chose this character for this because he's the most complicated character that I have. <laughs> Um, I, have a, I, have a, I have a gladiator background I'm neutral good and I'm a human 
And I have stats. Yeah, what are I mean, they and how do they work? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I won't tell you all the numbers. That'd be kind of boring. But if I want to do something, I roll a dice and I add the the number that is associated with that skill to the dice. Got it. Yeah. And what are the types of stats? Well, there's strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Strength is how strong you are. Constitution is how, how hardy you are. Dexterity is how quick you are. Intelligence is how smart you are. Wisdom is how wise you are. And charisma is how charming you are. Got it. So, um, Some might say that intelligence and wisdom have a lot of crossovers, which is true, but for some reason, they're separated <laughs> in Dungeons & Dragons. Um, so Jacques, Jacques looks at you and says... Is this all ringing a bell? Do do you remember who you are? Yes, I remember that I'm a f I, I'm I'm a brawler. I'm someone who punches things. What what were you doing out floating in the sea? I got shot by a bunch of arrows. By whom? What were you up to? I don't remember. Do I remember that? You don't. <laughs> I don't remember that. Is is there anything else on that arrow? I look. Is there anything else on the arrow? Um, you have to roll to <gasps> see if there is, um, the, uh, <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> okay, wisdom, gotcha. That feels right. I got a 17. That's good, I think. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's out of 20. Yeah. Um, okay, you, you, um... You're examining it. You you know the places to look on an arrow because you're wise. Yeah, I'm wise. And you go to the little feathery parts at the backside of the arrow. Okay, okay, okay. And you flick your finger through the feathers, and as you do, they sort of like form a new shape. Like the actual like shape you see of the pattern of the feathers forms the words, the Vault of Mysteries. <gasps> The Vault of Mysteries. What does that say? I cannot read this tongue. It says the Vault of Mysteries. And right as you say the words written on the arrow, it glows green and it points to the east wall of the ship. We must go that way. <laughs> okay, here we go. Turn the ship. The Jacques and his hobbit boys uh, <laughs> turn the ship. Hey! It's hot. We've got some good wind! Thank goodness. So, he, he gives you a sort of, like, amber-colored sweater that's all tattered. Mm. Um, and nice. And uh, tries to jog your memory through any number of activities, uh, but it's not coming back to you. And okay. now, as a side note, does... <laughs> Any of this story sound familiar? <laughs> Wait, is it supposed to? <laughs> yes, yes. If um, if if say it, it <sighs> may it may sound familiar to you if like your girlfriend was gone for a weekend. Oh, 
like or, the born identity. Or if you were a dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just the beginning of the born identity. <laughs> Including like the bullet that gets lodged in him that like has a laser and it shows that he needs to go to like Switzerland to his bank account. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I forgot about that. It's incredible. Uh, so you've got your amber sweater on and Jacques and his, his friends get you to port. He gives you a map um, that happens to include a little notation for the Vault of Mysteries. Okay, great. Um, and by your calculations, it is a two-day walk through the thick of the forest or a 10-day walk by road. Forest, 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 <laughs> okay, forest. Okay. <laughs> Let me read you what I wrote. <laughs> Just verbatim. <laughs> Scary thing along the way. <laughs> oh no. Parentheses. One bad guy on 10 day walk, four bad guys on two day walk. <laughs> no. So, um, and then I wrote, they're um, skeletons with pumpkins for heads. <laughs> and That's adorable. This is why I was sitting at my computer and I was like, hmm, what would a bad guy be and then i saw this guy <laughs> yeah it looks like a which bad is guy a skeleton with a pumpkin for a head. <laughs> so uh. you are um you are you, you make it one whole night in the forest you camp you you're alive you're fine but while you're sleeping you hear a rustling from all around you in all directions and oh, no. you look and see it's four skeletons with pumpkins for heads. No. And they're all coming toward you. I want to punch them. You want to punch them. So that's strength? Yeah. Is that what that is? Okay. Yeah. Um, I roll. I get, I get a plus nine to hit. Okay. Whatever I'm rolling here, I add nine to it. Okay. okay. I got an 11 total. Total. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. And, and do you, it, when, it's, when it's four at the same time, is it sort of turn-based? Yeah, so basically what would happen is... I, uh, <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. I'm not even going to ask. I'm going to just yeah, say what happens. It's, it's whatever you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the way, the way that this works... <laughs> yeah, tell me the way that it works. ...is your number has to be bigger than their number for not getting hurt. <laughs> okay, okay. That sounds right. That sounds Which right. I want to say is like defense. Sure. Um... And you do a big 11 punch at one of them, and it hits for how much damage? Let me tell you, it's going to be D8 plus 5. However, you have to roll the triangle one. <laughs> okay. Well, I just did, I just did 8 damage. <laughs> okay. The um, triangle one, I got a 4. You what? I got a 4 on the triangle one. Okay. Um, that's the one you have to roll. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, it's that plus five? Uh, the triangle one, the D8? No, you said you have a plus five? Yes. So, it's gonna be the triangle one this time. Plus five. Oh, so, I you see. get nine. I get nine, and yes. And the, you, you throw a big punch at, at, at the smallest of the skeleton guys. And mm-hmm. you punch him square in the pumpkin head, and the hollowness of the pumpkin just completely collapses, and then the bones fall down to the ground. Yes! <laughs> but there are still three more. Oh, no. 
And now okay, keep... they are going to throw teeth at you. No, not teeth. <laughs> Which doesn't make sense because they don't have teeth. No, they have pumpkins pumpkin heads. for heads. They just got a bunch of teeth hanging out of there. So they, they, I'm going to roll the one with all the zeros on it that looks like a UFO <laughs> or a okay. thing above the Sims. Yeah. And they throw 70 teeth at you. <laughs> No, that's and so many. Each, each uh, uh, you now, you now get to roll um the regular one that you get in freaking Monopoly. Okay, and that's how good you dodge. I got a six. Okay, you dodge all the teeth, bullet time yes. style. Yes, I'm like, and in fact. Um, of all 70, you know, they're coming at you from different directions. A good 30 or 40 of them penetrate one another. Oh, good. So they're good, all, good. like, kind of on their last legs. Their, um, their health bar is going ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. So, okay, I want to I punch them all at the same time. Oh, okay, a three-way punch. So for yeah, that I wanna, one, I wanna... you have to roll all the dice. Okay, great. <laughs> These are my metal dice that Charlie got me uh -huh. that changed color depending on um, uh, the, Oh, your heat? The heat, yeah. Alright, I got a 5, a 3, a 4, a 12, a 4, a 1, and a 90. Um, add all those up. Okay. <laughs> 91, 95, 1, 07, 111, 114, 119. 119. And you have a plus five for strength? Yeah. So 124? Yeah. Okay, the, the number that you needed to get to get them all at once was um, six. <laughs> <laughs> so you succeed. Yes! They all just turn to piles of bones and pumpkin flesh on the ground. I did it! <sighs> so... This is a good game. I like this game. <laughs> um, you you uh, you decide here. You know, like it's it's the middle of the night, but you have one more day of hiking to do. So what what's your what's your plan? Just keep on trucking. Okay. So you make it through the woods. Uh, other pumpkin skeletons see you coming, but they saw that you did a like. 30 times more powerful punch than you needed to to kill their brothers so they stay mm -hmm. away from you good get out and of here. you reach just as the sun is rising you reach uh the end of the woods and you see a a small town atop a, a the hill in the middle of the town is a golden building that says vault of mysteries <laughs> i want to go there <laughs> Okay, so um, you you get to the the vault door, and there are two elves at either side of the door, and uh, they recognize you immediately, <gasps> but they all call you John Kane. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hello there, sir. Welcome to the vault. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, may I come in? Ah, yes. Mr. Kane wishes this is to see his vault. Ah, Mr. Kane! 
Where Are you looking you to buy another boat? Another boat? Come in, come in! Are you saying this is my vault? Alright, so we need to see some identification, just for formality's sake. I pull out the character sheet on the arrow. <laughs> um, okay, you have to roll for, um, if that passes muster. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Or if you need, so like, a real ID. Um, okay. It would be, like, I, I guess, what, what would be the stat to roll for there? Probably charisma. Yeah, okay, that's kind of what I thought. I got an 11. Okay, um, you get in, they let you into the vault, but they're like a little suspicious of what you just showed them. It's kind of sure. unorthodox. Yeah, um, to be sure. But they close it behind you and you're alone. You're in the vault. What do you do? I say, I look around. Is there... Treasure? Okay, there are five coins. Yes. Small little coins. I picked them up. I picked them up. Okay, you now have five coins. Yes! Um, and if you want, you can put them in a red duffel bag. I will do that. <laughs> um, there are other things. There is a long, cool, awesome sword. <sighs> uh, I'll take it. And there is a small frying pan big enough for not more than one egg. An egg pan. And there is one egg. All right, I'll make myself a little egg pan egg. You're going to cook the egg in the vault? Yeah, I'm going to make fire right now. <laughs> okay, um, roll, um, is there, like, luck? Yeah, just a regular d20? Yeah, yeah. For if, like, you can somehow manage to muster up the materials and okay. not get caught. <laughs> I just got a six. Okay. You're, you sit in the middle of the vault with your new red bag packed with all these things, and you, you manage to find a stick, and you're doing this and rotating yeah. it back and forth, but you're not even getting any smoke. Damn it. Um, okay, I won't, I won't make an egg then. All right, I take my stuff, and do, are, any, are they, any of these jogging my memory at all? Am I getting my memories back at all? No, but the fact that they remember you as another name makes you wonder like who am i yeah i'm wondering that a lot you're like what, what's your name boris boris you're yeah. like i know i'm boris but i'm also kane i'm also john kane <laughs> um, um okay i guess i leave the vault okay and the the elves were like did we smell something in there no okay <laughs> so Nothing thus far has seemed to point you in any one direction or another, other than the arrow that got you this far. Um, so it's getting dark, and you you um, want to sleep for the night because yeah. you obviously just walked through the night. Yeah, I'm super tired. Okay, so you you get away. You're outside of town, um, and after you set up camp, you're like. Holy shit, I am really hungry. <laughs> I haven't I eaten gotta, in days. I gotta eat this egg. Uh, okay, so you have to roll <laughs> for cooking the egg. Okay, um, great. A wisdom. <laughs> okay, for cooking, that makes sense. Uh -huh. It's funny you say that because survival is wisdom in D&D, &D, okay. so you were totally right. I just got a flat ten. Right down the middle. Okay, you're you're thinking like 
I kind of remember how to cook, but I also remember that at this altitude, I can run a half mile dead sprint without losing oxygen. <laughs> and Whoa. I know I know which car in the parking lot is the most likely to have a gun in it. And I know that our waiter is left-handed. <laughs> I love that movie. We got to talk about the Bourne movies at some point. I need to watch them again because like, I'm, I'm like vaguely remembering things, but like these references are falling. He's talking to up. Marie at the like diner. And she's yes. like, your memory is coming back? And he's like, no, goddammit, that's what I'm telling you. I know all yeah, these things, yeah. but why do I know any of it? <laughs> yes. Um, okay, well, I know all these things now, which is great. So you, um, you, you set up camp, and you're, you, you got a 10. So you put the pan on a, a fire, but when you mm-hmm. try to crack the egg on it, all the shells get into it. So you know it's like oh, edible, but it's not going to be great. Damn it. But just as the fire starts licking at the egg pan, the egg pan, the handle shows writing, and it says, "The egg pan of Morgan Moonscar." Oh no! And then all around the pan, in an old language, it has more writing. And it says, roughly translated to the common tongue, Pawn this pan, I tell thee, lads and lasses, Of riches so wide to feed the masses. No longer shall all live under the thumb Of feudal lords who are all so dumb. (laughs) Take up this egg pan and travel the mile, Sail thee to sea to Moonscar Isle. There ye'll fight a vile corruption, and the serfs shall seize the means of production. <laughs> Wait, did it rhyme in the old tongue as well? Um, or did it just rhyme in this new I think in, it's in kind of like how they named Pokemon in English. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they, they make it rhyme. <laughs> yeah, they make it like, like clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow these directions. Cool. So as you know, it is a two-day walk through the forest or a 10-day walk by the road to get back to the seaport. Through the forest, it already killed all the guys. That is exactly right. So you make it to uh, Jacques' boat, no problem. Great. I hop on and I say, Jacques! Yeah, hey, buddy! <laughs> Look, do you, do you, I, I, I read him the thing I just said, and I think, could you follow these directions and take me to this island? Oh, Moonscar Isle is a dangerous place filled with many scaries. Don't walk around the island at night. Oh, and yeah, he okay. takes you. <laughs> okay, great. Um, upon arrival to a picturesque, beautiful island, two beautiful women greet you at their manse, Simone Lenoir and Lena <laughs> Dupree. I don't trust them. They offer you a bed and they say they'll see you in the morning for some hot pepper breakfast. But for now, they have to go to their basement. Mm -mm. What do you Mm -mm. do? I follow them to the basement. Okay. So, um, roll for, is there sneaking around? Is that one of the categories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's (laughs) it's dexterity. Roll for that. I got a 10 again. Dang, I'm really average. And do you have any like ads to that? No. Well, it's a ten plus. It's a nine plus one. Oh, got it. Okay. Um, so you begin to kind of keep your distance, but you sneak behind them as they go to their basement, and uh, you you see that they have a bunch of teenagers locked up, and then so much gold. No. Um. But right as you step in through the sort of 
portal to this area, um, the door behind you closes. Whoops. And everyone hears it. And uh, the beautiful women uh, say, hey, you can't be down here. <laughs> and they <laughs> lock you in chains just like all the teenagers. Oh, man. And then... As the light of the moon pours into the vault, they become horrifying cat creatures. But this is when I say, Jacques, the cool hobbit with the boat, he's good. Oh, okay. okay <laughs> he's yeah, yeah. not a bad guy. He's not so like you don't the Jacques have to worry in the story. About him. Yeah, yeah, not like the Jacques from... And I'm not saying that, so then I can later say he was bad all along and be like, the murderer was me! The murderer was me! <laughs> um... They, they start saying, long ago we gained immortality and now we hold the entire town hostage. They don't know they're hostages, but every last bronze coin of wealth they create gets taxed. And taxes, my dears, get funneled up to the local rulers. Us. We have all these riches around us and everyone else gets nothing. If the fools knew they could join together and overthrow us, that would be very bad for us. But, alas... They do not know the truth. Long ago, the capitalistic truth was discovered by Captain Morgan Moonscar, and we dispatched of him toot sweet. Silly no. fool thought he could bring down our empire with an egg pan. We drain no. him of his life force, and he roams this island like a damnable specter. Okay. Things are not going well. No. But um, you hear in the distance a almost... Um, Snare drum roll and slide whistle accompaniment. <laughs> the sound of, you know the sound, a big dog yeah. flopping around, rolling around down a secret slide, and yeah. uh, and knocks into the two ladies. <laughs> good, I say, good boy. <laughs> he he comes to you and gets you out of your shackles, and um. I suppose now is when I say this dungeon has um, a large altar at the center of it. And on the altar is a candle. And um, on either side of that are two wax dolls. And on either side of those are a hammer and a sickle. I take the hammer in one hand and the sickle in the other hand. Okay. And what do you do? I smash the dolls. (laughs) Okay. They are now... A little squishy, but you don't notice anything else has really happened in the room okay. to the ladies. I put down the hammer and sickle. <laughs> I pick up the dolls. Uh-huh. Which are now I hold them, squishy. I hold them over the candle. Uh-huh. So now the wax is melting, but still nothing is really happening in the room. And you notice one of the teenagers who has spectacles on says, uh-huh. Hey, stranger! For those to work, you need hairs from the people. <laughs> oh, yeah. I go over and I pluck two hairs. Okay, you pluck two hairs, one from each of the ladies. And then I come back and I put them in the, the dolls. Which are just pools at this point. And for them yeah, to yeah, work, yeah. they need to be re-solidified. <laughs> <laughs> I quickly blow on them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. And mold... Mold them back yeah, they're, into they're doll shapes. Yeah, they're starting to harden. Cool, okay. Um, I mold them back into doll got, shapes. They, they're not pretty, but you've got two anthropomorphic forms and hairs. Right. Okay. Now I take the hammer and sickle and I smash it. Okay. Uh, now all of a sudden you notice these two cat ladies have, like... First of all, they're all red. 
Yeah. And they have Good. crazy smash lines in them forming the <laughs> negative of giant hammer and sickle. <laughs> um, and then um, all of a sudden you hear some rustling from above you as if a bunch of zombies were suddenly um, given life again and were able to take up torches and hammers and sickles of their own and bring power back to the people. Um, yes! Jacques, who is still cool and nice, uh, comes and opens the door to the dungeon and saves all of you, and he offers to give you boat rides anytime you want for free, but you agree that you're always going to pay him a fair wage as a ferryman. Yes, After all, we all must pay one another fair wages for labor. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Did any of the zombies, were any of the zombies in a Confederate soldier uniform? (laughs) Yeah, like a third of them. And it was a little weird why they're here. Yeah, I realized as I was writing this, I was like, why do I feel like we have done an RPG in Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island? Oh, we literally have. (laughs) We have. It was also Pokemon, though. If you recall, you got to catch and uh, yeah, right. battle with yeah, the characters. Yeah, I had, like, zombies as my, like, team. We should release that on the main feed at some point, too. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, that RPGs. was my attempt at doing that something. That was amazing! <laughs> I loved it. I was really good at that RPG. I won that really easily. We've gone so long, right? Yeah, we're, like, ten minutes over. That's okay. Yeah, okay, so let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. So, back to real D&D. Back to real D&D. The cold open was like all the things. Like it is like family fun. It's yeah. got creatures. It's got magic. It's got swords and shields. It's got ships. It's got a family reveal subversion kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. The daughter can sneak around because she can turn invisible with her mm-hmm. special pendant. Mm-hmm. True. Um, I don't know what the music was like i couldn't tell you the sound of any of it other yeah. than just the sort of like temp track hollywood music yeah i don't know i don't know either good and evil is pretty clear pretty clearly cut yeah a witch with a plan to basically like take over the world and make everybody be a, a red guy mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with like power coming down from the sky almost like Force lightning. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. There's a big maze. Um, a big maze. And like a, a like jaguar that shoots home movies and projects them out of his tails. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Very cool. Um, I'd say it's like medium low. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like, it's like medium-ish for yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars of course it is fantasy as opposed to decidedly fantasy. fantastical and not science fiction right um also more comedy forward yes. than most star wars yes. and it doesn't take itself too seriously like we said as opposed to star wars which takes itself pretty seriously right yeah it's funny like the those things you just said that are kind of against it do feel like big chips yeah definitely know? well let's give it a rating uh mine is going to be potatoes Oh yeah, that was cute. Yeah, it's um, cute. Mine is gonna be uh different animals that one might turn into. Yes, definitely, definitely, definitely. I think I'm gonna give it like a 
three I and was, a half. I was sitting at five, and then the more you said, I was like, I think it's a four. Yeah, I was going to say three and a half or four. So let's, I'll say three and a half. You can say four. So it's a worm, a deer, a um, owl, bear. Yeah. And a um, bird. A bird. This well, is a great you movie. It, you should all go see this movie. It's very fun. And it was a great RPG that I just played, and I <laughs> loved it. So do you want us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us at How Stories. Is it on Twitter and Instagram? You can email us at a good podcast at gmail.com, which is, that's what this is. Mm-hmm. Um. And Mike, tell about the Patreon. We also have a Patreon where uh, every week we do a bonus episode. We also, like Josiah and I were just saying, we have RPGs on there that he created. Um, We have March Madness bracket tournament kind of things and film commentaries. We have a lot of awesome stuff on our Patreon, a Discord, uh, access to our exclusive Discord server, all of that. And that's just $5 a month. Yeah, Heck, check it out. You could even just go over there, give us five dollars a month, and not look at any of that stuff. It's true. We don't care. Like you just, you just like if you like us, you can just go. Yeah, you can just throw us a bone if you want. And hey, tell your friends about the show because we're we're slowly approaching the threshold we need to hit to like get uh, monetized. <laughs> yeah, on Spotify. Yeah. So like, if you're not listening to this on Spotify, it would actually help us weirdly if you shift over to Spotify. Yeah. Or at the very least, if you go over there and like follow the show on Spotify. Yeah, right. And um, I don't remember like when anything is releasing at this point because we've got all sorts of stuff in the books. But if this is before May the 4th, we are doing trivia. We're hosting trivia again at um, uh, the Counterfeit Combat event at Redline VR. That's right. And of course, you can always see us in Anarchy, the Improvised Rock Opera. Thursday nights at IO at 8 p.m. And I'm in a bunch more Baby Wants Candy coming up. Yay! Good, 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 good. Um, good so come good, see good, us good, 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 and all good, 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 good. good. Luna Bloom. Uh, shout out, shout, shout out to Luna Bloom. That's it. So <laughs> do you? I almost said do you want us on the internet again? So sandwiches of Star Wars. It's about time for time to bye bye. It's like we always say, we, we love, love you. you. And may the, and may the fourth be with you. Bye bye. Bye. Red started barking again. Oh boy. Red. Stop. I like am I going to train this dog? That that Come on. What am, what am I going to teach this dog? old dog new tricks? <laughs>